So we start with your yawn, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, right, right as the music starts. <laughs> Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined by my somewhat awake dad. How you doing today, Jack? <laughs> Just don't say I woke. <laughs> yeah, my my woke dad. Yes. Yeah. Right. He's, anyway. he's awoke, maybe, but not woke. Um, yeah. So, uh, hey there. <laughs> an, uh, good morning to y'all on the West Coast. Yeah. It's still morning your time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we haven't hit noon yet. But uh, so we, as we were starting the pre-show, we're kind of looking at things we're going to talk about. And we started talking and said, hey, wait a minute. Let's not talk about the show before we're on the show. And we kind of did that. We talked about Apple and banking. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're definitely making moves towards banking, you know. Um, it's uh, Mac Daily News has an article saying Mighty Apple looks to take a big bite out of the banks. Excuse me. Mm, now I got, now you got me yawning. Huh. So it's um, it's a catchy thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know they're a very um, uh, they for for a long time have been a pretty cash rich company. They like to keep a lot of cash and uh, as a company, you know, available to do things. And then when they do acquisitions, they've always been relatively small. They haven't done any big ones. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's not to say that that's not something that they might not look at in the future. Because uh, you know all of the banking stuff that they've been doing thus far has been in in um, conjunction with a banking partner, uh, because they haven't gone through the process of becoming a bank and, and going through all of the um, you know laws and licensing and stuff that's required for banks. But as you yeah. pointed out, they could just buy Goldman Sachs and. Voila, they've got all the banking stuff they need. If they decide they need to, they may feel like the partnership works well enough for them that why should they sure. take on the headache of ownership and and integrating a bunch of more people into their culture that are in a completely different industry? Yep. Well, they so. have to have the management capability equivalent of a Goldman Sachs. So, it's mm -hmm. a, you know, and to build that's non-trivial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so. a historical skill set that's very different than making and selling things, and so. Um, uh, but they they seem to have a really good partnership. You know the Apple um, savings account that they talked about. Yeah, four point two percent or something. Yeah, yeah. I signed up, so when my Apple Cash uh, it doesn't drop into my Apple Card automatically anymore, it now drops into the savings account. Yeah, I, I uh, I've been thinking about transferring some money in there. Yeah, I mean, it's, definitely, you know, definitely nobody beats them. Yeah. And I just figured, you know, it's it's like the Apple Cash sits in my Apple Cash card until there's enough there for me to go, like, you know, fill a gas tank or, you know, buy a buy a meal or something like that. And so I thought, well, you know, just instead of spilling it in there and sitting there and doing nothing until I get around to using it, it's, you know, it I won't even see it. It'll just drop into the savings account. And someday I'm going to look at the savings account and go, oh, hey, there's a lot of money there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and it's earning interest as it does it. So it just seemed like a good, you know, well, whether I put anything else there or not separately is, you know, we haven't even talked about, but it just seemed like a good idea that the the cash back that Apple gives you from using their card, you know, can automatically go there. You might as well put it there, right? Yeah, well, for such a long time, you know, savings has been almost an, uh, uh, unmotivated uh, because 
it's been interests have been so low, and so everybody who or non-existent, intended, yeah, intended to invest went into the stock market. Of course, that's a risky thing. You better keep your eye on it. Yeah, uh, unless you know how you know at least know what the risky investments are. There's some less risky, but there's all always a chance of losing money there at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not so, uh, it's not a, a secured savings account by any stretch. Uh, yeah, so uh, at least with savings accounts, you can go to bed and not even worry about it. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's not a risk, at risk capital. Yeah. So. Yeah, and anyway, as our government uh, has shown, they're willing to bail you out whether you're covered by the amount that the by the bailout or not by the FDIC or not. So. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the savings account. I, I just makes sense. They made the offer, and I and I looked at the numbers and went. Why would I? I can I can have it automatically go to one of two places. One gives me interest, and the other does nothing. I went. Yeah. Uh, okay, that doesn't make any sense to leave well, it in the one that does nothing. Right, and uh, the other thing is that recently I've seen some data on the um, Apple Pay, and that's really being uh, grown rapidly in recent years, mm-hmm. so that uh, it's accepted by just about everybody now. Yeah. I I, I don't think it's everybody. I mean, somewhere in the 40, 50% crunch, yeah, but yeah, it's but it's it's big. a lot of places accept it now. It's, it, I remember when it first came out. You know, it was ex- there was like two places that two companies that nationwide that accepted it right off the bat. I remember I went and bought a meal at a McDonald's because they were one of the early companies accepting Apple Pay, and I went into a McDonald's so I could pay with it with my phone just because I wanted to do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was like I want to do Apple. Remember when you could send money via Apple Pay, and I think you sent you tried to send a penny or something, and it, the minimum was like five bucks. You sent me five bucks and then I sent five bucks back to you just because we could like, hey, look at that. We sent money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And the funny things. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's funny, you know, uh, it, it, how that's it's catching on and it may, I mean, it makes sense, you know, it's like that way you don't have all the security features, you know, it, it you don't have your, your credit card number going back and forth over lines. It's, it's a different, you know, made up number each time. And, uh, yeah, you know, what, a lot more secure. Yeah. What puzzles me once in a while is like, I have a, um, a, uh, debit card that's in there, but it's a visa debit card. So it could be used as a visa as well. Right. And some places when I go and use it via the phone, via Apple pay, it just goes through. And in other places, they want me after I have have, you know, processed it. Then it says, "Okay, now put your pin in." Mm, yeah. And that that's annoying. <laughs> you know, it's like whoever sets up that system, fix that. Don't do that. I if I'm using Apple Pay, I don't want to have to put a pin in. Right. You know, process it as a credit card. Don't process it as a debit card. That's yeah. That's an irritation. Now I think there's motivation for them to do that because. Um, uh, at least there used to be, you know, processing fees involved with using credit cards and debit cards had none or lesser fees. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from the vendor's perspective, they would much rather you pay with a debit card than a credit card. But, but, uh, you know, if the vendor wasn't going to pass on to me the discount, like there, you know, there's a place that uh, there's a gas station in town that says, you know, there's a cash price and a credit price. And uh, there's actually a couple of them. Most of them treat the debit card as cash, and they give you the cash price when you use your debit card. Right. One of them that I know doesn't, and so I just don't use the card there or don't go there. I don't use a debit card because they they keep the money. Yep. It's like, no. 
uh, anyway, uh, business looks decisions. Like, looks like uh, yeah. Apple is uh, venturing into lots of other smaller services mm -hmm. in the uh, in the banking business. Uh, they've talked about some, you know, uh, layaways mm -hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, the... I haven't really tried them out. Uh, and yeah. some of them I'm not sure are really up uh, in in place yet, but. Right. Well, the one they've been talking about that they've gotten some criticism on is the uh, the not credit card, but pay over time, short payment, you know, like loans yeah. where you pay like uh, you break something into four payments or six payments instead of the full payment at, uh, up front. Yeah. And they do that like without credit checks. And apparently those are very popular with people who don't have credit cards or have low income or have bad credit. You know, and there are a lot of these like uh, rent-to-own type places that run on that kind of process, yeah. and I guess that industry sort of has a very kind of shady preying on the 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 poor, on, uh, the poor basically, yeah. You know, uh, image in the in the financial industry, and so there's a lot of people who are asking Apple like, why are you going into this? That seems like a kind of ugly thing to do. It'll be interesting to see if Apple over time either agrees and gets out of that or if they say, no, we're going to actually take this idea and make it something that works for people as opposed to something that, that uh, you know, punishes people who, who already don't have enough to, to, you know, use traditional credit processes. Yeah. So, I don't know. That'll be yeah. interesting. So interesting to see. Yeah, and, and, and the other one is uh, uh, headsets, uh, which are going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, yeah, that's the thing that's rumored to be the big new product at, uh, at Worldwide Developers Conference the first week of June. So we're getting close. We're a little over a month away, right? Yeah, yeah I noticed that uh, it wasn't Apple, but in the MDN take on the things that they mentioned 3D, which I it says... Uh, the $3,000 mixed reality set is expected to offer a 3D version of iOS, show immersive interactive video content such mm -hmm. as concerts, sports, etc. Uh, and the group FaceTime calls and the myriad other uses. But anyway, yeah. uh, I, I've kind of looked into the 3D thing and I love it. The idea sounds great and appealing to me and it always has ever since I played uh, with, as a kid, spent a lot of time with Viewmaster. Mm -hmm. And I would just love it. And Apple has a phone that they could put two cameras on so that you could take your own 3D photos and you and then view them through such a thing as this. What do you mean could put? They have three cameras on two and three cameras on all their phones now. Well, they're all, all it would take is software. Yeah, and they're the different. 3D. They're different lenses, but they could process those already to make a 3D image. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's processable, but I, I thought they would really to do it right, physically put them at least your eye width apart. So, maybe. Because that's the way you view them, so that's the what you'd really want physically. Yeah, but I think you could do that in software. I really do. As long as you were moving the camera enough. You know, because they already get distance information, right? Because they've got the LiDAR built in there, so they've got distance information. They know the approximate width of an average eye from from one eye to the other eye, the pupillary distance or whatever they call it. And then they, um, uh, you know, they've got multiple lenses and sensors there on their system. So I think they could completely do that in software and you wouldn't know the difference. 
Yeah. Now with the headset, you would, I'm certain if they did do 3D, they would be focused on the, uh, on the movement uh, aspect, video kind of things or live scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, <clears throat> because in fact, when you think about it, if you've got this headset on, you don't want a full picture to come up in the screen so it blocks your view of reality unless you're sitting down. So there's certain things. If, if you're yeah. up moving around, it probably should intentionally block right. it. Yeah, you, well, you would think you there's gotta... probably going to be a couple different modes, right? Like there's the AR mode, which lets the world in around you, and then it overlays that with stuff which is the um, augmented reality. And then they, the virtual reality mode where it blocks things out and allows you to sit and watch, you know, a right. movie or, uh, you know, videos that you've shot or look at your photos. And yes. I think you're right. I think, well, that's what I said a couple of weeks ago. I think that what people are, are not expecting is that if this is done well and done right, it's going to be the Apple TV that we that they've talked about, you know, the, the screen. Instead of building a big screen that sits yeah. across the room from you, they're going to build a really good screen that sits on your face and yeah. can be completely immersive, you know? Absolutely. And with, a while ago, the, go ahead. Along with all the great sounds that they have now, you'd be totally immersed. Yeah. Um, a while back, I mentioned, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that I had gotten an Insta360 360-degree camera. And it just blew my mind at how well that captures video in every direction and high quality. Uh, in, in basically a little stick. And I can see Apple taking something like that and putting them in different seating locations around stadiums. And then you can pick which place you want to be. You can jump from one to another. And you can then sit in a stadium and watch sporting uh, events. You yeah. know, And you can turn around and see people sitting in the stadium. You can look up and see the ceiling or the sky. You can, you know, it's, it's, you're going to have a 360-degree immersive thing. And all you have to do is sit that camera down and stream it. Yep. You know, and, you know, and I suspect that they've even got broadcast quality ones that are that are better than the one that I've got. You know, I mean, I'm sure that there are, you know. Well, and, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, it's doable mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of time. You know, I mean, that's yeah. technology that that uh, there's, there's really not much new that needs to be invented. Just the quality equipment needs to be built at a, an affordable price. Right. And affordability is right now the issue you know, at three thousand dollars a pop. Mm -hmm. not, not a I don't know if I believe that. I don't yeah. know if I believe that. I remember when the iPad came out. Everybody said this is going to be a thousand dollar plus item, and it came yeah. out, and it was you know what four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know if I believe the three thousand dollar thing. I think that you know. I think, frankly, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Apple leaked that out to, so that when they show you the actual price, everybody's jaws are going to hit the floor. Could be, could be. You know, or they know it's going to be $1,500, which is still, you know, four times the price of like an Oculus Rift uh, 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 that's available right now for... And, for and after 3000 if they if they sell it for 1500 people will just grab it Exactly, like that's what I'm saying, is <laughs> even, even at half that price, it's more expensive than anything else that's out there. And, uh, but if they come out and, you know, sell it for half of what everybody's been assuming is the price... Uh, they'll sound like, you know, heroes for managing to put it out affordably. And you're everybody like, well, wait a minute. It's still a really expensive piece of equipment. Yeah. Um, uh, but I tell you what, the, um, the virtual mock-ups that we're seeing, they're starting to look kind of cooler and sleeker, you know? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So.
And you got to anyway. figure if they're going to announce this in in five or six weeks, that manufacturing's already been ongoing. So these are sitting in boxes somewhere, some of them already. Yep. And so, you know, we haven't seen anything that's been leaked that says this is absolutely it, but they're starting to look really much more Apple-like and slick. Yeah. So we'll see. So anyway, I, I put two articles on our list of things to talk about. The other one yeah. is loaded with uh, descriptions of different uh, applications. And uh, uh, I, I really believe that that article is hit one major truth, and that is that they really want to go out there and, and like the Apple Watch, right. try to sell the idea to everybody and anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, so in order to do that, they've got all the applications uh, in front of you that you don't have to think up yourself. And you see that, and you might find two or three that just really entice you. Right, you know, and, and they that is quite a list. So I think maybe we ought to just uh, yeah. go on to that one because I, I put the, the the one with the comment on 3D on first. Or right, I found it first, but uh, the mm -hmm. uh, the other one is uh, is really good in the sense that uh, it's mm -hmm. got that list. Yeah. Uh, well, it said, okay, so number one is the ability to run most of Apple's existing iPad apps in mixed reality, which blends AR and VR. That includes books, cameras, contacts, FaceTime files, freeform, home, mail, maps, messages, music, notes, photos, reminders, Safari, stocks, TV, and weather. And I think that just makes sense. Any new platform, they're going to move over all of those basic functions that they already create for the other platforms, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, of course. Um, so... Yeah, that'll be interesting. What What's going to be interesting is to see how how those work within that new framework, right? How what do right. they look like? You know, is books a floating book in front of me, or is it a giant screen that scrolls the words, or you know, how does that work? And and is that something that I would look at and say, oh, that's the better way to do this than holding my iPad in my lap? You know. Well, one of one of them that caught my attention was the, just the ability to, for the headset to be an external monitor on a connected Mac. Yeah. You know. And I mm -hmm. thought to myself, gee, you know, that makes more sense. I didn't even thought of it. I mean, you know, because yeah. there's a, other displays around. Uh, yeah. Why would you use a headset that way? But I think it does make sense. Yeah. Well, and especially for somebody who has uh, visual impairment, you can make it as big as you want, right? I mean, it's, yeah. you know, there's nothing yeah. stopping you from making it whatever size you need to make it legible for you, as opposed well, to a, a physical a device that you have to keep zooming up the text on. And, of course, that's given the assumption that everything looks just as good. In fact, it may mm -hmm. look better, you know. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. So anyway, a new, a new uh, wellness app with a focus on meditation and featuring immersive graphics, calming sounds, and voiceovers. All right. Sounds people, to me like that would be just an extension of Apple Fitness, but maybe they would call it wellness and have it as a separate thing. I think it's kind of a different group of people, you know. Yeah. That, that look for mm -hmm. that kind of thing. but Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you go to some medical centers and they have, you know, some, some medical, you know, things like physical therapy and, and, and or chiropractic, but then they also have like, you know, acupuncture and, and um, um, what do you call it? The, uh, I can't think of the term, but it's the, the uh, smell therapy, you know, the aromatherapy kind of things and things like that huh. that yeah. are a little more, um, 
uh, removed from the medical field directly. And then you go to other places where they might also have physical therapy and chiropractic, but then they also have like an orthopedic guy who's an MD and another off, you know, so, so that, so you can go to a center and it, they're both wellness centers, but one of them leans a little more, I don't want to yeah. say hippy dippy, but a little bit less, um, you know, medical industri- industrial complex. And one leans a little bit more into the medical complex. Um, yeah. And I think you can say that with with wellness apps as well. You're right. By, so. by the way, this list covers such a wide and dispersed uh, group of unrelated uh, app possible applications. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it may be just an advertisement to the developers that might not have thought themselves of doing something. Right. And they're trying to they're trying to prick their um, interest into developing for them. Right. Well, one of the things they say here is being able to run hundreds of thousands of existing third-party iPad apps from the App Store with with either no extra work or minimal modifications. So, so it's going to basically be a virtual iPad for you in one sense, which is interesting. So instead of building the screen as a physical device in front of you, they're going to put it as a as a ViewMaster type screen. Again, my question is, how is that going to interact? How are you going to interact with that virtual? iPad and and is that to move around the screen right yeah is it is it how yeah you know is it me waving my hands in the air a la Tom Cruise in that movie you know am I going to yeah. be getting gestures that I have to do in front of my face so that the cameras can see them yeah um, I, I suspect there there might be just be something that you put in your hand yeah whatever your hand is a very versatile yeah. device and so some kind of a hand controller that lets you do 3D. And That's that, possible. You know, but I, I think that, you know, with the cameras that they're going to have on the front of this thing, at least from what we've seen in all of these uh, things, is they can see your hands. Even if they're down by your side, they're going to have wide-angle lenses. They're going to be able to see your hands. So the question is, you know, c- can I just do gestures with my hands? You know, I mean, like you said, they're very versatile. You know, deaf people talk with their hands <laughs> with yeah, just but gestures. If, but but if, but if, as you say, you've got this as a... Uh, uh, artificial reality mode so uh-huh. you're not seeing out you don't want to be embarrassing yourself in front of who who knows who somebody else might show up and right and say, but it, whether whether i'm doing? whether i'm <laughs> waving my hand or whether i'm holding a device and moving it around i mean i'm still moving something around i'm not just sitting there still right so yeah. what does it matter in we, fact i could see that it would that they would say you interact by it'll teach you to do american sign language well, let, let me jump in <laughs> right now and say when I saw this, and it says it's kind of like replacing an iPod, mm-hmm. you know, iPad, iPod, I, iPad rather. Mm-hmm. Since I'm an iPad user, I was thinking of something that I can lay back and relax and not have mm-hmm. to hold this heavy device. Right. You know, the weight of the screen is it should if, if, if that's heavy and uncomfortable, then I'm. You know, right. That's another problem. But I'm assuming right. that it's not. It's really fairly yeah. light. And do I have to sit up, you know, bolt straight so that my, my goggles are perpendicular to the ground, or can I lay back in my lazy boy? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And therefore I wanna I don't really want my hands waving around either. Yeah. I want I Yeah, because now I'm pain, now I'm pointing them straight up in the air if I'm laying back in my lazy boy. And that does look <laughs> weird. That does look strange. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the big question. And, and, you know, what is the solution to to how you um, interact with it, you know? Yeah. And and that remains to be seen. Um, 
you know, and honestly, they're not mutually exclusive. There's nothing that says that you can't have a little device in your hand that senses, you know, motion and direction with some click stuff on it. I mean, a la the Apple TV, right? Sure. Um, you know, although the most recent version of the Apple TV, they took out the motion sensor. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they could easily create something like that. Um, but there's nothing that says that you couldn't do that and also use hand gestures if that's the way you prefer to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think the you, you've hit on something that's already there that does most of what you want done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, that's, the, that's, the previous generation Apple TV could, would have been able to do this kind of thing, you know, without any issue whatsoever, other than the fact that when you pick it up half the time it's upside down because they designed it badly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, But it looked pretty. Yeah. It's the smoothest, finished remote we've ever controlled. It's slippery, and you can't tell up from down, but A. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're uh, on about number four or five. Yeah, a new, new portal, portal for watching sports in virtual reality as part of Apple's push into streaming live games and news. And that's where I think it would be really cool and where it makes me even sadder that Apple didn't win the, uh, the NFL package. And that you yeah. have to – the NFL package that I have subscribed uh, f- uh, with DirecTV for years now has gone away from DirecTV. It is now at Google, and I have to sign up for YouTube TV to watch it, and I oh. just don't want another service. I don't yeah. want YouTube TV. Um, I'll have to double-check and see if I can just buy the package without having to be part of you. I'm sure I can, but they're going to price it such that it would be silly not to, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it just it it breaks my heart. <laughs> it just does that <laughs> Apple didn't get it in the NFL. You know, I want to watch my Packer games, and I just don't particularly. I, I don't know dealing with Google as a company. Is, it's not as bad as dealing with Facebook in my heart, but it just it it sits heavy on my heart that yeah. I have to deal with with them. Um, you know, even Apple has issues. I was noticing that uh, with uh, Amazon now. Uh, that Amazon Kindle allows pornography, and uh, you know Apple's decide, trying to uh, letting them know that they are on notice that they got to do something quick because they're not going to, you know, continue uh-huh. to. Apple allows pornography on every single app that every single device that has a browser. Yeah, I, well, that's the other thing. <laughs> so it's like, what are they going to do? They're going to block out all their browsers. You know, I think it's a little disingenuous of them to say that we're going to stop your device because your device is a portal. You know, I mean, let's face it, 99.9% of the use of a Kindle is reading books. You know, I mean, they yeah. may have other other stuff, but I don't think they sell that much other stuff, you know. I mean, unless you consider like some of the uh, those well, trashy well, novels, the, softcore porn, which they probably are. Well, well let me tell you what I found. What I found out, I didn't post the article, but mm-hmm. uh, the uh, t- apparently uh, uh, a certain type of Kindle app you, you can self-publish. Oh, okay. And because of that self-publish, most of that stuff comes out as porn. So uh-huh. anyway, that's the real hole in the Apple, or excuse me, in the uh, Kindle. Right. Yes. With a with a Kindle, you can self-publish. And I was completely unaware of the fact that there was people selling porn self-published as Kindle apps or Kindle. It's not Kindle apps. It's it's books. You can self-publish yeah, a book. Books. And, right. you know, and uh, I I mean, I've read, um, you know, uh, I should say a not a lot, but I've read several books that I'm absolutely certain were self-published on mm-hmm. on usually, 
usually fairly short books on like how to's and things like that, yeah. you know, and they sell them for like a dollar ninety nine or something like that. Um, you know, they just don't quite have the the finished editing of a of a you know like a book that came through a, a traditional publishing company. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess you know. I guess they can yeah. include photos and stuff in those too, right? I mean, I most I I'm trying to think of like I don't know that well, I have it, any it, Kindles that have anything other than maybe just a little bit of like art at the beginning of a chapter. So there's no like imagery that I get, you know, it's not like um a magazine. Well, I I would think that the whole porn industry is going to have a real challenge here before too long because the ability to recognize uh photos is just to to the point now where they they're doing all kinds of stuff. You, you name mm -hmm. it, they they're recognizing it. And if you yeah. if you tell me that you're going to be able to publish porn that's not recognized, I say, "Pooey, you're just dreaming." Right. Well, I think also maybe you're dealing from a point of a little bit of naivete and that porn is still a huge huge industry. There's a reason that it's available and around because people want to buy it or yeah. or get to it for free or whatever. And so, you know, they wouldn't be doing it if they weren't making a ton of money doing it. Yep, I understand that. And so, you know, now, what, that, that, does that mean that people like Apple and, and, and Google with their Android devices aren't going to find ways to block it? Probably not. But with Android being open source, you know, I mean, just like, uh, just like um, Amazon went and open sourced it, there'll be th – those who want that stuff will find devices that it's not blocked on. You oh, know? yeah. Sure. They'll, they'll buy, you know, you, you'll be able to buy a tablet. Now, you can buy a tablet right now that, that you know, probably would never get updated with whatever version of uh, uh, Android is on it. You can buy these off-brand Android tablets for next to nothing. Yep. And, you know, they're never going to get their operating system upgraded. No, I, I was talking so. specifically Apple. But yeah. 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 Oh, you're right. And and you're right. With AI, if Apple decides to draw a line in the sound, they could certainly go in and recognize what's going on in photos and just go, yep, nope, that's not something we're going to let happen on our device. So, yeah. you know, uh, and, and they conversely would find a huge audience of people who would say, thank goodness, because that's a device that, you know, I, I want my kid to have something that I feel is safer. Right. You know? Yep. So, you know, there's an industry going both ways on that. Yep. So there is. So, so I'm I'm kind of hopeful that uh, yeah that something happens. I'm not not I can't say I'm expecting it, but it's, it's mm -hmm. clearly clearly could happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying you know Apple has it was you know has talked about these kinds of things in the past, you know, with a certain amount of pride that they're doing efforts to stop this stuff. And yet, I always kind of thought it was a little disingenuous because literally unless they're going to take the unless they're going to do something to to control what happens on your browser. They have a portal into pretty much anything, any CD imageries that you want to get on the world, in the world, you know? And, that's true. That's and, true. and that's true of any browser. And so unless, like, I, like you were saying, unless they use AI to, to say, nope, you know, and they could build that into the OS. They could build a switch that the parents could set. They already have parental um, yep. controls that are built in. So they could add to them and just say, you know. Uh, you can't now I think the way they've been doing it up to this point is you can't go to certain websites. But I think so. But yeah. you know, if they start using AI to say we're just, you know, flip a switch and we're going to block certain types of imagery uh using yeah. the AI to identify what those are, you know, and I know there'll be little hiccups initially, you know, those baby pictures that you have 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to like, wait a minute, they blocked my baby pictures. You know, they'll take a little learning to, to work the kinks out, but they certainly have the technology to do it now. So, But anyway, back to the sports thing. Breaks my heart. Apple should have should have outbid Google. Darn it. Uh, large gaming focus, including top-tier titles from existing third-party developers for Apple's other devices. I will believe it when I see it. Apple is not a player in the gaming industry. They're, they're the one of the biggest players in, in I can't remember what they call it. It's not occasional gaming, but it's, it's not. But the hardcore gamers, the people who buy the Xboxes and the... Yeah. Those people have no interest in anything Apple does because Apple doesn't have any relationship with the developers of titles that they care about, you know, and and in yep. talking to a or, or listening to on a podcast to a guy who is a developer and a, but not a gaming developer. He's just a developer, but he uh, is also a big time gamer. He went into the detail explaining how uh, Microsoft has gone out of their way to create and there are a couple third-party companies that have created platforms uh, with gaming engines that a lot of these games are built on. And those gaming engines are not optimized to work on Apple at all. And they don't have any interest in being optimized because Apple has made no effort to reach out to them to help them well, then make you that might, work. You, you might consider that maybe Apple is, in fact, reaching out here because if they have a, a, a viewing device with yeah. audio and video of such quality that nobody else has or will have for yeah. quite a while, they could attract games. Yeah, and that and that that goes back to the hardware. Yeah, if they have hardware that's just so compelling that uh, third-party developers, well, and Apple has in the past, and they can could certainly in the future thrown a you know a large chunk of money at a developer. To, you know, when they have them on their stage at WWDC, to yep. say, hey, you know, here's here's a lot of money. Um, come check this out. So, you know, make so something you, for it, this. It's hard to block an apple out of anything they want to be in. Right. Know? Yeah. All I'm saying is they've they've displayed absolutely no interest in in being in gaming at that level. You know, sure. their yeah. casual gaming is the word I was looking for. Um, they're they've you know they're huge in casual gaming, little things that work on your phone. They're like the number one platform for little games that work on your phone. Um, but those mm -hmm. are very different than you know the type of games where people come home from work and then, you know, sit down and play their Xbox or their PlayStation for, for an hour or two before dinner. Be because I see this as a device that can, could make a dent in the television market. Oh, yeah. You know, has that possibility. Well, that's that's what I was saying is I think it's it's going to be the preferred way for viewing some things. It's going to be the Apple TV. You know, yep. the one that w way back when Isaacson's book said, you know, quoted uh, Jobs as saying, you know, we've been trying to figure out the TV and I think I I got it. I licked it. You know, um, mm -hmm. I think that might have been the seeds of this. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. You know, and here's what you said. The feature to use the headset as an external monitor for a connected Mac. I mean, yeah. that would be interesting, you know. Yeah, because that says, you know, you, you you'd say. Mm -hmm. Well, why do you need that? Well, uh, if if you uh, if you like to make a Mac a lot smaller, uh, you know the reason it's big now is because of the display, right? Yeah. You you could make a Mac that uh, give you very nice view, like a big screen, and uh, at the same time be small and low power. Yeah, doesn't take up any space in your in your office or your home or your living room, and you can yeah. have as big a screen as you want. 
New, new co collaboration tools via the Freeform app that lets users work on virtual whiteboards and go over material together. You know, that's something we've talked about with headsets for a long period of time, and it's just, again, never, never been um, developed in such a way that it made sense for people. You know, there's been headsets, and part of it has been the hardware hasn't been that great. And part of it has been the way you interact with it hasn't been that great. So we'll see how, again, it goes back to those key things, right? How do you interact with this, this virtual space? It's, it's great to sit and view with, but well, how do, how do how I create do in that space? You, you have to be connected to the other person's headset and they with yours if you're sharing a whiteboard. It's a virtual whiteboard. Well, I understand how the, the whiteboard works. What I'm saying is how do I write on that whiteboard? How do I, how do I connect? How do I interact with the virtual space? Oh, oh I you know, you. sitting yeah. and viewing makes lots well, of sense. But me you, creating any kind of information in that virtual space, me, yeah. you know, typing onto my Mac or onto an iPad, it just goes back to that issue. How do I interface you know, with I, this I could, virtual I world? Could, I could take a, I could connect to a pencil and it's virtual, right? Okay, so what? I'm going to wiggle my finger in the air? <laughs> And the yeah. and the cameras see my finger wiggling and translate yeah. that to to I, be I, writing I guess, on a whiteboard. I guess the the pencils today do have require a connection to that uh, screen there somehow in order to get coordinates. Yeah, they're synced up and it's Bluetooth. Yeah. So, yeah. So you know, again, it's just that it goes back to that that primary question, you know, and like we were saying, whether it's a remote in your hand or whether you're wiggling your hands or moving your hands and gestures in the space in front of your face, it's just yep. that hasn't been answered. And that's that's my biggest question about this whole thing is how does that work? Because that can be amazing and it can be incredibly hokey. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe both well, at the same time. I don't know. Well, maybe they're <laughs> going to sell the virtual whiteboards, which will act like that part of a, of a large screen, right? You just uh, have a some sensor that the, that the Apple Pencil works with, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or you, you know, you, you uh, again, because if they're able to do uh, AR, mm -hmm. you can see the world around you. So maybe you have your your Mac or your your, your laptop or your um, or your uh, iPad, you know, down below, and you write on that device, and then you can take it and drag it and put it up onto the virtual device. You know. Yeah. Could be. Because drag and drop is probably easier to do than trying to write out a sentence in the air. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't yes. know. It, it offers some challenges here, no question. Right. And then they do talk about a VR version of Fitness Plus uh, so that you can work out by, while wearing this you know, headset on your face. Okay. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of how heavy is the headset and do I really want it to be all sweaty? Can I replace the 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 seal around my face with a different one so that after I've worked out, I can then put on a fresh one so that I don't have this damp, sweaty thing that I'm now going to put back onto my head to then do other kind of work later. I, I, I don't know why they have the little quotes here, or the uh, parens, uh, though this feature likely won't arrive until later. I'm, I'm not sure what they're... Yeah, why, I don't, why yeah they don't really explain that, do they? Yeah. No. Right. Anyway, uh, a way to watch video while immersed in a virtual environment, such as a desert scene in the sky. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You know, so so if I don't want to watch completely immersive 3D video, I want to have a virtual screen in front of me. That doesn't mean that I have to be sitting in my living room. I could be sitting in the middle of the Sahara Desert next to an oasis, right? While right. I'm watching the television. So if I turn my head to the left instead of 
you know, scanning around the the virtual screen, I I don't look at the or, or the a a complete 360 environment. I I my screen sits floating in the air inside of you know this beautiful oasis, and I can look over at the pond for a few minutes if I want to while still watching the the movie that was on. So it's really a virtual reality. That's that's what you got to yeah. keep in mind here. It's just you. You can create whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I said that because the TV here in my office is on the screen blanker, and it's on the uh, blanker that is a slow-motion fly over the dunes in the Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like and, – and I know somewhere up there there's an oasis that you end up seeing. That's what that picture is for. So, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> But wouldn't that be nice? You know, pick a beautiful environment up in the mountains or sit next to the beach. You know, you're at the beach. And you, and so I can I can also, you know, while I'm watching TV, hear the crashing waves in the background because I'm next to the beach. Or I can, you know, dial down the waves and just watch the movie if I want. Yeah. You know, but if I want the waves there a little bit, you know, that could be soothing. That would be awesome. Yep. I could see that as being a great way to watch a movie. Um, I can also see that as being a great way to say... Uh, you need to have a headset for everybody in the family because they want to watch the movie too. <laughs> well, you know, I just want to watch nature. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, just sit in the woods. Some cameras out there in the yeah. various national parks, and I don't even have to drive over there to see them. I can mm-hmm. just if the quality and the sounds and all are there. What else is there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see I can see a lot of things using that like that Insta three sixty camera of mine and doing virtual you know, walks through museums or drives through parks and things like that, that a lot of people would be, you know, and, and and it would be an immersive feeling because you'd be able to look around and up and down and, you know, see the place, you know, go through the Sistine Chapel, you know, how many people are never going to get a chance to go to Rome, but, you know, can still get the feeling of having gone through and looked up and down and around and in the corners and what's over there behind that thing and, well, talk to your brother. They brought Rome to us here. Uh, what well, Tobin was visiting one time. We right, we went, yeah. He told me about that. And man, they and they blew it up. I mean, it was big. You'd see uh, up close and personal with God, the Father, and the and mm-hmm. Adam. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys went through the a virtual experience of the Sistine Chapel, right? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. You know? Now you've been to the actual Sistine Chapel, am I correct? I, I have. Yes. Yeah. And you know what I remember about it? Hmm. All these people bumping into me and being unkind. It was terrible. It was so packed. It was like a sardine can. Yeah. They're trying to move as many people as they can through. And so it's nobody gets a decent experience. That's right. That's terrible. It it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant at all. That's unfortunate. And the things were so far away. Yeah. I mean, that ceiling is high. You don't realize it. Because you see it on a video, because they zoom in, right? You know, uh, you know that's it's 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 great, but you can't enjoy it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, so here's an interesting thing. The last thing they talk about: users will be able to operate the headset in several different ways, including hand and eye control and Siri. It will also work with connected keyboard or controls from another Apple device. So like we were saying, there they're you not, go. yeah, everything. <laughs> exactly. That's like, well, and that makes sense. Why would they limit themselves? So you'll be able to use, you know, like a remote type of device that allows you to point and click. 
You'll be able to use a keyboard. You'll be able to say, hey, Shlomo. You'll be able to look at things and then blink uh, or however they decide eye control might work. And you'll be able to wave your hands in the air and look like a crazy person. Yep. All Whatever floats your boat. You know, it's funny. We talk about looking like a crazy person. I knew there was a gesture on the phone to undo, but I had never really played with it. And if if, if you do something on your phone and you immediately want to undo it, one of the, it, you just shake it. Yeah, to get rid of it. And it's like, you know, that really does look crazy. You know, you're like yeah. you're doing something on the phone and then you just take it, shake it. And then you look back at it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's a natural move with that device. You know? It is to shake it. But it's just it's not something that yeah, I get off of here, do. You know? Yeah. But it's not <laughs> something I do commonly or even think about. And I can't remember what I was doing at, at the, I was at a swim meet this past weekend. And uh, it was either one of my kids or my assistant coach or somebody said, well, just shake your phone. And I went, oh, yeah, you can do that, huh? <laughs> it was yeah. like, uh, it's like I knew that. I just never do it, you know? Yep. It's like, it, okay. It, yeah. Well, and I think it has maybe something to do with our social conscious, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm out in the crowd. Somebody might see me doing this and wonder yeah. what I'm I look stupid. <laughs> I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've seen myself in the mirror. I look stupid all the time. So, you know, it's really not a problem for me. I don't know why I would be worried. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I think that it's good to have somebody watch you use your phone or your device and vice versa. You watch them every once in a while because uh-huh. it. Ne- I never fail to – usually it's not something I haven't seen, but it's. I, I, I never fail to be reminded of, oh, yeah, there's another way to do this. And sometimes that other way is more efficient. You know, you just yeah. get into habits of doing things a certain way. Right. And, you know, some things it's like, okay, I always click, sl- click swipe, and then do this thing. And mm-hmm. and somebody else goes, why do you do that? All you do is hit tap here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I could just tap over there, you know. And so I try to change my habits when I when I catch things that are more efficient or work better for me. Um, well, but, you know, it's, they it's often pra- – It's all practice because you're forming habits. And we well, all work it. better when we have a good set of habits. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think a lot of it is is you use whatever functions were available when you first started using that particular operating system. Right. And in subsequent versions of that operating system, they've added shortcuts. And very often, we as people don't necessarily pick up those new features because we have a way of doing that already. So we're not looking for a new way to do something because we already know how to do it. Right. And then when somebody points out to you, hey, that, that you can do this now, you're like, oh. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, and then you can like try to be conscious of it. But you know, when mm-hmm. Apple introduces a new OS, they have this big list of here's all the new things and and quite frankly, the things that are like here's a new way of doing X, Y, and Z, I pay less attention to that because I already know how to do X, Y, and Z, so a new way, I don't need a new way, you know. And mm-hmm. until later on when I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that is better." <laughs> you know, but usually I'm more enamored of the new things that it can do, not the new way of doing things. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. It's um, interesting, interesting stuff. I, I'm, I'm actually enthused about these these uh, 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 goggles to see, you know, what we're going to see. This headset thing. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's sounding really good. Yeah, although, like I said, I think one of the things, and we'll see if they've thought of these kind of things, is you know, like snap off the 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 foam padding around your face. Because if I'm using it to do a workout, I don't want to then spend the rest of the day with a damp, sweaty set of goggles on my face. I want to be able to snap out that padding, snap in some fresh new padding, and keep on going, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. 
Well, maybe that's the, why the uh, they meant that they said that comment regarding the the. the uh, yeah, it's going to come later. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come later because it's going to deal with the sweat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Apple has created a new way to work out with, and and, and you won't sweat, right? It's the sweatless workout. That's what it is. <laughs> no, they may just have something while you're wearing it that's uh, more comfortable for somebody exercising, and at the same time, uh, yeah, you know, like a little a little move the arrow around. So sure. It, yeah. Yeah. Evaporates I, or something. I, I, I just thought it was funny to uh, you know uh, I, I imagine Johnny Ive doing the voiceover. We've created a new sweatless workout where you get the complete workout. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Johnny's gone. Yeah, I know, but 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 <laughs> but I still remember his his you know accent, English accent, and and his his calming voice talking about the thinnest, lightest iPhone ever. Well, we've created what we believe is the best iPhone ever. You know, as if he was going to ever say, "Well, we made another iPhone, but it sucks." Buy last year's iPhone, please. You know, of course, it's the best iPhone ever. You know, you wouldn't make it if it wasn't better than the one that preceded it. So, um, yeah, but, you know, it's fun to fun to make fun of. So Elon Musk threatens to sue Microsoft for stealing. What did Microsoft steal? Oh, everything. Actually, actually, (laughs) actually, actually, it turns out to be Facebook to train their AI. uh, (laughs) Lots of good information to learn in AI on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not not Facebook, uh, Twitter. Twitter, right? Yeah. So they apparently trained the because uh, Apple's a major. Or I mean, Apple. Uh, Microsoft's a major investor in OpenAI, which is the uh, underlying engine for ChatGPT, and apparently they used um, uh, open online Twitter accounts to train it. And so Elon Musk is saying, "You stole from me." Yeah. Um, you know, I I I have some feeling for that. You know, it's like. The one, on the one hand, it's open to the internet. You're the one who put it out there, open on the internet, right? You didn't make it a closed system. Yeah. Um, but I know that there are um, other AI, excuse me, other AIs that have been trained to do like art and drawing and photography type of things, you know, and they've trained them off of carp- copyrighted materials. Yeah. That, you know, that's, and yeah, that's... they're out there on the internet, but they're copyrighted materials, so yeah. you know. Are you stealing? So, you know, I mean, you're not using the image directly, well, but you're and, learning from that image. But, you know, but you're that, but you're learning from somebody's collection of those, right? Because they had that channel, if you will, right? Uh, but but would it be illegal if you or I went and browsed through that and then created an image that you know maybe was of similar type, but it's a completely original image? Is that illegal for me to have looked at that stuff? You put it, it's it's on the internet. It wasn't behind a paywall or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Even though it's copyrighted material. I think it's a very iffy proposition. I think the law has a lot of catching up to do with the reality oh, of where we are right now. The law will which never is, catch up. Well, you no, know, I know. I mean, it's always running behind <laughs> the development of new technologies. But this is a major change in, in you know, the, the world order uh, of what is and isn't legal. Is like, you know, if it, if it's... Is it, if it's legal for me to go as a human being and look at photos and or, or paintings and then create a painting that looks similar that's completely original, then why would it be illegal for me to create software that does that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, there's not an easy. 
there's not an easy like absolutely this is how you know I, I suppose I, I expect there are people who believe that they absolutely are correct in whatever side of that they fall on you know and those are the people who need to go argue it out in front of a court I guess and and figure it out and I'm sure there are some attorneys and, and, doing exactly that or planning to do that right now yeah, as long as there's money involved somebody will take action you know mm-hmm yeah so. yeah you know, and we'll we'll come down with some rules and laws about how that has to happen. But um, it's it's you know I, I I've thought about this, and I I can go either way on it. You know, I can I can see where they can say, if you don't want it to be available for people to browse, then don't make it available on the internet. Make it put it behind a paywall, and then it's protected, and you're protected. But if you don't put it behind a paywall, then anybody can look at it. Then you know, an AI can look at it too. Yep. You know, I, that's kind of where I feel right now, but we'll see. You know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a financial paywall. It can be a, you know, you have to have an account to log in. And when you create your account, you agree that you won't use it for these purposes. And those kind of things exist. Yeah. You know, the only thing I've thought about is that if, if, uh, if it's an artwork, if there's enough of your composition included in something that somebody else claims and I, but the problem is i don't know how you objectively measure this yeah you know? yes there, you are 60 percent of a van gogh so but, you have exceeded the limit but mathematically there are ways to say that something is similar right well, uh, and they deal with that math. all the time with copyright law. When, when you know, somebody says, hey, I've got this original work, you know, or music. You know, I have this original work, and, and, and you have, in essence, you know, stolen it. And yeah. that, you know, there's cases like that all the time, um, you know, where they say, oh, you know, this particular melody and rhythm together are part of a song that I own the rights to, and I wrote and created, and now you've created this other song that, you know, sounds significantly the same and you know and then they go to court and sometimes one side wins and sometimes the other wins um you pretty know, soon I, the jurors will have to be musically inclined and they'll have yeah to, now how many of you think it sounds like this other song yeah <laughs> no they'll have a jury of ais deciding whether or not the ai cheated <laughs> yeah. we'll have 12 it's, different ais selected from the from the pool you know, the only, the only answer is the world is getting messier and messier. Yeah. You yeah. know? You know, if you go back and read social commentary from from back in Socrates' time, they were bemoaning that the world was getting more and more complex and hard to navigate. And today's youth they had don't, no idea. <laughs> today's youth don't understand and don't don't have any value, don't value history at all. And, you know. I mean, the same complaints, literally the same complaints with almost every generation, you know. Yeah. So, so at least from that sense, it gives me um, a good feeling in that, okay, you know what has changed? Everything and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the people have not really changed. Yeah. Everything they're dealing with has changed, but the way they deal with it hasn't changed at all. So, yeah. you know. Yep. Anyway, makes me actually feel good. It gives me a sense of, of confidence as opposed to, you know, if it was if the people were all handling things completely differently. But it's like, eh, it's all right. You know, this is yeah. how crazy people have always behaved. <laughs> yeah. 
Apple's reduced its comprehensive carbon footprint by over 45% since 2015. And that, after having gone through about an hour and a half talk on YouTube Mm -hmm. by uh, carbon guys, uh, Mm -hmm. basically saying that all of this is really BS, and, and I'm thoroughly convinced that it is, because there's the so-called trading in, you know, where they can buy some interest in somebody else's carbon. Well, then, yeah, they do that in areas and, where they can't just switch over to to things like solar farms and stuff like. Because Apple's built a whole bunch of like when they when they build a a, a um, uh, facility for hosting and stuff. What they've been doing is building giant solar farms and stuff along with that, in order to um, uh, create the power for that. But they do things like, like we're saying, like if they need X number of kilowatts, they'll buy X number of kilowatts times two so that they can provide clean energy for somebody else who might have been using oil as an offset for when they run their facility at night and they can't use their solar. And the yeah, whole but, offset thing is a bit of a joke. But see, uh, but every, everybody who drives a car these days that's, that helps Apple yeah. in any way is a sense contributing to the carbon footprint. You know, the print footprint of a big company is so big that they oh, sure. ignore so many things that they can't numerically even show that they have a, a certain coverage. Right. I but they're, they, but when they do their footprint, they, I mean, they can't, they can't account for, you know, if that person didn't work for Apple, they would work for somebody. And so Apple's saying, you know, that's not something we're going to consider part of our footprint because oh, that's, we're not you know, going to consider. Yeah. Well, well so so it's out. so it's all a matter of counting, you know, figuring out what you can control and what you can't control. But like I said, you know, if if I work for Apple, if I don't, you know, if I work for Apple or don't work for Apple, I still have to drive to work. So that is not Apple's responsibility. That's my responsibility. And I understand them trying to do that. They're just trying to, you know, I, I would say, you know, there's all kinds of ways to pick up, pick apart and poo poo. I, I applaud them for trying to do things in a uh, less polluting way. Hooray. Yeah. You know, but but they've been using, but they've also created a lot of misleading numbers as well. So it's it's virtually signal, virtual signaling at its worst, because that's really what it's all about. It's 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 trying to attract you to their business over some other business by giving you a big line of BS. So, well, I, again, I, I, I don't think it's a big line of BS. I think they're certainly, you know, market speak. They're doing marketing speak when they talk about stuff that they're trying to brag about. Yeah. But I think that they're truly trying to create a company that, that, you know, doesn't pollute any more than it absolutely has to. You know, now these are also companies that use a lots of parts that are, uh, you know, that use minerals that are mined in very unhealthy ways all over the planet, a lot of them in China. And, you know, Apple has no control over that. But, you know, it's it's neither does Google or, or Dell or anybody else that makes anything electronic that uses batteries. So, you know, I, I, I just I, you know, good for them for trying uh, as far as like what the numbers actually mean or don't mean. And, eh, you know, like you said, they play games and obviously the, the, the you know, marketing people get a hold of the numbers and want to make it sound as good. And, and, and you know, they want to polish their halo. Um, and you know, and the rest of us go like, okay, fine. You know, as an individual, if you've got, you know, the ability or you're in a location where it makes sense for you to have, you know, some, some solar power on your house 
or you can, you know, it works positively for you to have an electric car, then great. But if it doesn't, then, then, you know, don't kill yourself trying to do that, you know? Well, because of the climate change fanatics, and I mean, those who insist that next year they got to be there, uh, you know, at a certain goal that they set and insist that the world doesn't believe exactly what they believe. Mm. So they're angry about it. They're finally getting some real pushback from the people who actually benefit from climate change. And there are a bunch of them, <laughs> uh, especially when you consider all these people who live in these cold, uncomfortable places that are suddenly getting to be pretty damn nice. And the others, especially in the uh, uh, grocery and farming businesses, that CO2 is great for green crops. The world is greening more all the time and it's getting better and raise more crops with uh, less fertilizer because we got CO2 that just is a marvel. That's just loves, loves CO2. And so there's just a whole bunch of major arguments like that that say, hey, why, why are you complaining? You just because you live in the South and you're getting too much heat. It's <laughs> it's it's it, it's an argument of what's the greater good. You know, I mean, there's always going to be people who are, you know, a tornado comes through town and the guys who who uh, who fix houses are, are thrilled. You know, the person you know, whose guy, house gets knocked down is not so thrilled. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. it's but, it's but, but that's weather and that's short term stuff. And it's always random, you know. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Well, but, but there's also, you know, you live in Florida, you know, hurricanes are coming. You know, that's true. Yeah. You know, you chose to live there. But you, <laughs> you see, know? but you see, the long-term changes are, are are have a net plus too. Like the British love the fact that they can sell better wines than French used to. That the French used to have. Yeah. And because their climate's better now. Yeah. So, anyway, it's it's kind of interesting when you take a look at both sides, and there are two sides. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you you got to have perspective when you look at these things and say, well, you know. And the thing is, is that the biggest gripe about the anti-climate change folks is that they get try to get people into a panic and, in order to get their way. And they, they're successful in it in many ways Yeah. because these people are panicked themselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know it's funny. It's, I always I always think back when anytime we start talking about this to the uh, there was an article that came out a few years ago where they compared the uh, ranch that um, uh, 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 the second Bush lived on to the compound that um, that uh, first Bush had up in New Hampshire. No, no, no. To the uh, uh, Clinton's VP uh, Gore. His compound, oh. Oh, and yeah. you know, Gore went. I mean, was huge on the environmental stuff. And and when somebody sat down and did a study, they showed that Gore's compound was much less environmentally friendly than than Bush's. Um, you know, and it's like, well, when you're comparing former presidents or former vice presidents, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you're making a big stink about not, you know, making everything green, and your space is not nearly as green as the guy who wasn't you know, going around making a mint, selling a book and talking about it. So anyway, there you go. Political football game. Yeah. Yeah. Got got cheers on both sides now. Yeah. Well, and I think valid points are made on both sides. You know, it's, 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 unfortunately it's, it's one of those things, like a lot of things, once they get political, it's like 
everybody has insists that you pick a side as opposed to under you know looking yes. at looking at the issues and saying well you know this seems to make sense and that seems to make sense and they're on opposite sides so I don't fully agree with either one of you <laughs> you know <laughs> yep so yeah. anyway we got uh, Apple activates HomePod's smart smoke alarm recognition. You know, that's such a simple thing. Just a piece of little software that takes a signal that it yeah. is recognizable and passing it on so that you know it's going off even if you're not home. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I saw it come into the last version of the uh, operating system upgrade, and you could, like, you know, say install this or activate this. So I turned it on. I haven't, but I intend to go and set off my alarms and then see if I get notification that my alarm went off. Ah, uh. Just for fun. Yeah. The question is, are those alarms really standardized enough that they can recognize? Right. It's like, okay, I want to test and find out if mine actually activate. You know, it's ironic. Uh, A while back, I um, uh, last year, I guess, you know, we went and uh, decided to. The fact that I think it was springtime, so because it was getting kind of buggy, and we had seen some critters crawling around in the house and stuff, so I went and bought the little like um, smoke bombs to set off in the house. And, uh, and, you know, and, and flea dip the dogs and, and then they spent the day out in my office with me and we, you know, set off the bombs in the house. And as I'm walking out the door, I hear the first alarm go off and I went, oh crap, I didn't disable the alarms. And so, and I can't go back in the house for like, you know, two hours or four hours like that. (laughs) So so I'm outside and I can hear the alarms going off in the house. (laughs) And two things I noticed. One was from outside. You don't hear them very much. They're not very loud. Inside the house, they're very loud. Outside yeah. the house, I didn't hear them very much. So at least I wasn't yeah. like annoying all my neighbors for hours. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I found that there's an easy way to set off all of your smoke alarms. <laughs> it's just you know <laughs> <laughs> a deep frog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I went, oh, great. And it's like you know I'm not gonna hold my breath and run back into the fogged house to try to shut off the alarms. And so poison I just, yourself. Yeah. So I just pulled <laughs> I just pulled the door shut and said, well. If I kill well, the battery, how, I kill the battery. <laughs> how, how are you supposed to clear that out to, once it's uh, been going for so you So you read the instructions, and it sits, and like I said, I can't remember. It's either two hours or four hours. I think it's four. you, you got to hold your breath and quickly open the windows? So then yeah. they say after four hours, you can go back into the house, and they say open up all the windows and let it air out for another hour before you then go back in full time. So yeah. it's sort of like a five-hour ordeal where you need to get out of the house, oh. you know? Uh, and I had done it in the past, like when I left, you know, and put the dogs outside or something. Um, uh, but, uh, this last time I did it, I was home. So, you know, we just hung out. I I had their water and some food and, you know, treats. And we sat out in the, uh, in the office out here and hung out. And it's like, if I had to go to the bathroom, we'd get in the car and I'd drive down to Del Taco, (laughs) 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 you know, or go to the library or something. I didn't want to go anywhere. I'd have to go long because, you know, I was leaving them, but, uh, But, you know, it worked. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that difficult for us. We all. The, all. All of us survived. You. You still have what? Three doggies. I have two. One of them passed away. Grant died in oh, uh, January. I I, yeah. I was, okay. Yeah, we're down to two. Okay. Yeah, well, he had a couple really just horrible seizures one night, and they just started coming one right on top of the other, and so we hauled him down to the vet and. He was said goodbye. Huh? Yeah, a little over fifteen years old, and uh, it just you know there wasn't going to be any yeah quick Haley's and easy gonna have solution. To have to face that pretty soon. 
Yeah, we talk, I was actually talking with her last night about her puppy dog. It's a tough thing, you know, their family. It is. Yeah. It's, it's tough. But... They're going to go off somewhere and leave us. Mom said this morning, Some <laughs> leave Bo with us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that. Hurry yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, there's, there's a ticking clock here, and I do not want to be the one who's holding the hot potato when, yeah. you know, yeah, he's a good puppy. He's the reason we got wiener dogs, so. Yeah. So anyway, yay for Apple doing this. Like you said, simple thing, and it makes perfect sense. Like I said, I want to test it because, you know, if my smoke alarm goes off and I'm not home, that's probably a good thing. You want to know, right, that it went off. So it seems like a very simple thing to do to just to say, hey, your alarms are – there's a lot of noise in your house <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> suddenly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, I'm seeing a number of articles now that Apple is moving more and more places. So it's yeah. getting, getting almost to a panic yeah, stage, I'm thinking. I don't. Which, I which think that's a misrepresentation. Not. Panic. It's not well, a panic at all. They're just they they you know they they decided they're going to do this, but it does it takes a while for this to happen. So they're they're starting the process in multiple places. You know, well, they're from, doing from, one in Eastern Europe. They've got one in. Uh, they've got they're well they're well along the way in India, and now they're talking about Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, they they said they wanted to get the. Forty-seven percent. Why they picked that number for yeah. India? I don't know. Yeah, I read that too, and I thought, "Huh, that's an odd choice." <laughs> not forty-six, not forty-five, not fifty. Forty-seven percent is what we want. <laughs> well, well, the way I figured it is maybe that's if it's a might be a round number in Thai coin or whatever it is, and yeah. that's how it happened. You know, when you're yeah. dealing with other currencies. Well, I wonder too if they look and they say, "Well, hey, you know, if we if we create this plant here, it's going to cover a certain percentage of you know these countries, oh. this this region, and that accounts yeah. for set forty seven percent." So they just said, "Okay, then forty seven percent." We would like this all of the gear that's going to be sold in this region would be made out of this factory. So, you know, yeah, I, probably, I could I could see an, more likely yeah. I could see an odd number coming up that way, but yeah, it was it was kind of a weird, like, huh? That's very oddly specific, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's it, especially for a goal. A goal is kind of wishy-washy yeah. anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a goal. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, about fifty percent would be nice. You know, yeah. no, 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 forty-seven percent. That's what we want. Yeah. yeah, it's it's funny. Um, but yeah, no, this just I think it indicates the continuing migration away from reliance on China as the sole place where components are assembled. Yeah. You know, and that makes perfect sense. Um, you know, it's it made great sense to take advantage of the the skilled labor force, the low costs uh uh of doing things there when it when that was making sense, but I think Quite uh, frankly, not the low, low cost place anymore. I well, that's think. it. I th- I think that that Apple could have been reading the tea leaves and been further along on some of this stuff. Um, you know, I mean, the reason they're further along in India is because India has <laughs> laws saying you can't sell stuff in India unless a certain percentage of them are made in India, and so that's why they're further along in India because in order to yeah. be able to sell into that market, they had to. And so, you know, if they hadn't, if, if that hadn't been a rule, I think they'd have been even more flat-footed in terms of like, oops, we need to find somewhere else to build this stuff now. Well, and that's understandable. So. I, you know, I, I don't know when, when you brought that up, whether the United States has any conditions like that on people who manufacture or do have, you know, do stuff here. 
Yeah. You know, that they bring the jobs over with them. Yeah. To my knowledge, there's no no regulations within our country that require that a certain percentage of things. There might be within certain industries, but I don't know about it. There's not, but, not a, but, a sweeping it, law. It, it seems to me like it's the only reasonable way to do business. Yeah. I, I, if there aren't, then we ought to start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the... Uh... Because, because what, otherwise, what you end up with is a country that has no manufacturing capability at all. I yeah. mean, you know, that we don't do that. We're just thinkers over here, right? Yes. Uh, that's Designed dead. by Apple in California, made by whoever will do it cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Apple did sort of give lip service to that by creating, what was it, the, remember when they were um, doing the, um, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Mac Pro, the one that looked like the little, uh, well, it looked like a HomePod. Right. The, the round one. Um, yeah, the they, trash, trash can. Yeah, yeah. They That's started they making it. that one in, uh, in a place <laughs> in Arizona, right? And yeah. I have no idea if the current Mac Pro, the one that when they made the new one that looks like the giant cheese grater thing again, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's made here or whether that's made somewhere else. Yeah. Well, it's such a small margin or small uh, business part of the overall Apple thing that it's almost something most people don't even care about. And to even talk about it on our show doesn't seem uh, like who cares. In the in the yeah. perceived audience, you know, yeah, uh, it, it used to be a big thing because they were a significant part of the software developer world that would buy those pros, you know. But uh, I I don't know what their other applications that they had, that they run anymore, uh, especially since I saw that uh, sixty minutes the other. Last week, I think it was that at IBM. You know, you you kind of forget about them, but mm-hmm. they're out there developing real. Uh, 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 now I, the name slipped my mind. The uh, quantum computing. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, and they're big. At- and so that was kind of an interesting series. You know, it's mm-hmm. you you don't you can't even consider it in the same class as a digital computer doesn't work the same doesn't use the same um, methods you know it's just totally different yeah the logic is structured completely different yeah Uh, but but uh, they did give some examples and i can't bring any to mind right now of where they do make sense and where they uh, are the only way to do things you know Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I could, but, but they mentioned several on the show and I thought, well, gee, that's great. I got to remember that, <laughs> you know, but, uh, and then you did not and I didn't. So I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> I'm, bugs the heck out of me when I can't remember stuff, but that's Deal. one of the, one of the, uh, failings in old age stuff slips your memory and you say, where did that go? I can't yeah. find it. It's out, it's in there somewhere. Old age has been hitting me and just body aches and pains, man. I, I <laughs> it's just just getting up and moving around hurts sometimes. Yeah. Like, eh, yuck. Like I said, I was at a swim meet this weekend, and basically I was going from like seven thirty in the morning till you know seven thirty eight o'clock at night, both Friday and Saturday. And so by the time Sunday rolled around, and it was warm here, it was in the eighties, and and I there was no place for me to really get out of the sun. A lot. I had to be up and moving around on a hard pool deck, and uh, 
So I just felt beat up by the time the weekend <laughs> was fine. By the time I got to my actual weekend on Sunday, I was just exhausted. Hmm. Uh, so, and doesn't today... Take, doesn't take much exercise for me to get into that. I'm just yeah. uh, totally a couch potato now. It yeah. Just, it just hurts my feet so much to get up and walk to another room. That, yeah. You know, I don't do any more of that than I have to, the normal restroom pit stops. And, I was going to say, I've and, seen you jump up and scamper to the restroom pretty quick, so, you know, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you got to go, you yeah. got to go. When, when you're motivated. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, no. and the other one is it doesn't take me too long to get to the, to the counter for eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. There, uh, Your other motivation, right? In yeah. and out. <laughs> but, but a lot of times, mom will bring those kind of things over to where I'm sitting. So Yeah. 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 No, that's how I felt. I was just tired and beat up yesterday, and so I was kind of not doing a whole lot, just watching some basketball games and stuff, watching NBA playoffs. And uh, um, uh, I have to get the entries. I had to, by 5 o'clock yesterday, I had to have the entries done for my, my uh, league finals. And so I was mm -hmm. doing, you know, it's like I said, I just exhausted. So I set a timer and said, OK, I'm going to lay down and take a nap and felt like my head hit the pillow and my phone was beeping at me saying, wake up. <laughs> like, OK, <laughs> so I woke up and did my meat entries. So, yeah. Now it worked out OK. I got them done about a half hour before the deadline. So then I set another timer for about 15 minutes and said, OK, in 15 minutes, I'm going to check them one more time, you know, before yeah. the deadline to see if there's any, and I made one change. So, well, as I told you, when uh, Reagan said, sound like a good idea to go walking on the trails, I thought yeah. maybe go do that. I, I just know I need to get out and do, do more things. Even yeah. If, even if it does hurt, you know? Yeah. No, you got to force yourself to do it. Cause the, if you don't, you just, you won't be able to before long. So you just got to keep trying. Yep. Keep on trucking. So, so uh, I think we, we've exhausted the topics here. Yeah, I was going to say, was there anything else in the uh, in the tech world that we wanted to talk about? And just do a quick update and see if there's anything else on there. Uh, uh, Apple talking about some more uh, TV shows. See, I think that's where we, we're going to see a lot of this tie in is the fact that Apple has started creating all of this uh, streaming content. And yeah. I think we're going to be stunned when we find out that all of the streaming content has also been mastered not only for watching on a screen, but also watching, you know, if not 3D in, in a virtual sense, you know. Yeah. So because they're going to do things much like spatial audio with video in order to make it more exciting to watch. And so you can watch a regular show, but you can also watch a show that's been mastered for spatial video instead of just spatial audio. And I'm making up yeah. that term, right? But uh, – but, but I, I, makes me I, think of those I, viewmasters like you talked about earlier. I, I totally agree. Even though Apple has tried to do some uh, uh, 3D stuff before and got shut down because there's a bunch of small companies who own patents and stuff like that. Right. And uh, their price is extremely high. Yeah. You know? And so uh, they may mm -hmm. re have to reinvent it. I, I yeah. think you can, as long as you can show that you didn't uh, go purchase their machine and decode it and Right. The illegal ways of accessing it. If you yeah. really recreated a the second time. Black box development, right? Uh, now, whether or not the patent office will let you claim it as, a, as an original yeah. work, I don't know. Well, you know, Apple has bought out several, you know, small companies that were in that arena, too. So they own some patents there and some technologies that, you know, just haven't seen the light of day yet and may never, but they might 
within this. Well, I, it, you know, I, I just the simple thing as much as like a, 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 a redo of the old Viewmaster and maybe a video version of the Viewmaster so that when we take our pictures and our videos from our phones that we'll be able to look at them in that 3D sense is exciting yeah. to me. It is. It's really exciting. You know, yeah. but it's got to be good quality. It's yep. got to, you know, and easy to use. And yeah. Apple knows to all of that, so yeah, I'm excited if they if they do it. Yeah. Yeah, which makes me think, too, you know, all these pictures we've seen of the headset shows them like goggles kind of going across both eyes and, and being one screen in front of you. But they might be a separate screen for each eye. In other words, separated oh, with, with like a little dome over each eye so that they can do that 3D better. But the, you oh. notice in all of the renderings, they don't show that. They no. show the inside of the goggles shows a screen like sort of like the Google Glass where you stretch a... Um, uh, uh, you know, a, just a plastic phone. film across your. Well, it's just a phone sitting in front of your face, and you know, right. if they don't want to do that. That's that can be done already. They want to do something separate. You know, that that's better. So absolutely, no, I know it's got to. We got two eyes. They've got to be able to feed each eye separately. Right. Yeah. The, the, our our eyes don't see the same image ever. You know, it's yeah slightly offset. Yeah. Well, as every kid who sat there blinking back and forth between two eyes and watching the scene jump knows, uh, yeah, yeah, they see each eye sees things a little different, Yep. you know, and quite frankly, each eye doesn't see the same as you get older. They age differently. And so the quality of the vision from one eye to the other can be significant. Yeah. I'm one of those people that has one eye that's significantly not, you know, worse than the other. Yeah. Um, I think everybody's are probably, you know, different more different than you would think right but our brain just yeah. does the correction so yep. we don't notice it that much yep i think so yeah. well uh and the, the brain itself is a good part of that uh, image processing right. that yeah compensates and yeah as magicians will tell you, you you don't actually see most of what's going on your brain fills in the gaps right. and if you know how those gaps and that fill in works you can practice prestidigitation yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So, it's been good talking to you, Todd. Likewise. Uh, you know, uh, give a hug to my uh, my niece and my daughter that are visiting. So. Um, okay. Uh, and I will talk to you later. I guess we're going to come back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yes. So. We'll see everybody next Monday. Thanks for joining us on Generation Tech Tech. Bye-bye. Just for you.